Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prep Talk podcast hosted by Fulfilled by Max, not really mad. Oh, no, now Max Anthony FBA switched it on me. Pete's flips. Today we have an extremely special guest. We have BizTank on with us. Um, we're going to get into uh, a little bit of the, you know, the, his Amazon journey. We're going to talk a little bit about the socials, and it's going to be a really, really good conversation. So, Biz, thanks for thanks for joining yeah, happy to be here, guys. Awesome, awesome. As we've kind of gotten to know one another, it's kind of, you know, you're kind of like the staple, I'll call it a meme account on Twitter, Money Twitter. But I've gotten to know that you're actually a really, really good Amazon seller. Can you dive in a little bit about how you started with Amazon? You know, just kind of share a little bit about your journey. Yeah, that's flattering to hear from you, Pete. <laughs> um, as far as the memes go, just quick shout out to my boy Prodigy Flips, because... He's kind of coming up on my legacy with his memes. Um, as far as Amazon, the way I got started is actually pretty interesting. So I have a mentor in real life. It's like a family friend. And that's actually how I learned about Amazon. Uh, so it was about 2020 when I started uh, doing some books, doing some RA. Started to go into OA about 2021. And now I'm doing some OA and start moving towards uh, wholesale. And then I'm thinking about next year, it'll be a uh, full-time wholesale. So did you... You started in 2020. Were you able to take advantage of any of the like the craziness during the pandemic? Yeah, the sad thing is I started off pretty slow, I guess. Some of these young bucks you see now, they'll pop out like a 20K month their first month, and then they'll have like an, a 60K month, and then all of a sudden they're at like 100K. I grew a lot slower than that. So for me, it was more like my first month was maybe like 7K, and then it was like 9K, and then like 13k so really slowly and i stuck to books for way too long so that kind of destroyed my business once i started to delve into ra and i was like really nervous about all this stuff too i was like really scared to start um doing ra because of like trademarks and ip complaints and things like that i was terrified of them at the time yeah but i started doing ra like some christmasy bolos and then that's when my revenue started to like skyrocket did some shoe ra some apparel ra stuff like that started to crank the orange bars up profit went uh, way down but the um revenue skyrocketed obviously yeah so i, I had a very slow growth period doing books <laughs> so did, you did 7k in books though like starting out i did more than 7k i think i okay. forget what my highest book month was but i think it was like 25k of books so were you just yeah. hopping from like you know book sale to book sale or were you hitting like a goodwill what was your game Dude, uh, i got the book sauce out there that nobody knows about um and I'll drop it because I don't do any books anymore. The real margin, the real bang for your buck is textbooks, obviously. So what I would do is I would go out to like thrift stores and book sales, library sales, all that in the daytime, driving around different towns, checking that out, fill up a couple boxes full of books, come back, drop those off. And then I would get onto Facebook Marketplace, go to different cities with colleges nearby, Atlanta, whatever, just a random city that pops in my head and start looking for chicks or guys unloading their textbooks. Scan the photo with the Amazon seller app because you can do like a AI sort of scan on the cover of the book, find the profit and then send them an offer for the whole lot or just a couple of the books if there's just a few good ones. So send them like, hey, I'll pick these up off your hands for 50 bucks and I'll send you a label. They, they accept it, send me a box of books. The shipping's maybe 20, 30 bucks. And then I get like 500 to 1,000 of profit on textbooks delivered to my door. So I would just crank that out all night wow. on Facebook. Wow, sounds like I'm about to go on Facebook tonight. Yeah, no, I've never heard of anybody doing that. See, that's... That's kind of, I think it's to like the point I made that like, you know, it starts, you, you, you kind of chirping people on Twitter, but there's like a lot, actually some depth there 
from like the I've never heard of anybody doing that. That's a sad it is a it's a miserable grind. It, it's okay. That's oh, like, it's it's that's, one the, that's one of the most original kind of like backstories I've heard out of everything I've listened to. Like, I'm surprised I've never heard anybody else like run this hustle because there's people around the country who are stuck with textbooks. Miles and they sell for a hundred bucks on Amazon and they just want to get rid of them, right? Miles Sometimes they would eat. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Miles and Garrett, they'd go into Facebook groups and they've said this publicly. Uh, they go into like Facebook groups and like they'd message everyone and like look at the groups and post and they just snag a bunch of shit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but the, the sending the label is like a little it's creative. And then you you could scale it a little bit. So that makes that, that's that's super impressive. So um fraud labels too, man. You're making great margin. No, no, no. no that that wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> business by the books. Business by the books. No, but so, no, like legit. Them. Maybe 10, 20% of the time, they would just give you the books because it's like some mom trying to get rid of her kid's books. So she's like, yeah, I'll just send you these. If you send me a shipping label, like, great, whatever. You can just have them. Yeah, I don't know if that's still profitable. Fun. That was a while ago, but yeah, that's a good tactic. But that, dude, no. sitting on Facebook Marketplace for like five, six hours every night, Sucks. there's no way you can do it if you're not drinking. Okay, I was drinking <laughs> beers every night doing that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's where the that's where the stockpile of the bush light photos is from. Those are not recent photos. Those are those are aged, I take it. Uh I'm just trying to remember what photo. Is it like a pyramid of bush light? Um, I don't know. There's so many of them at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got some good old photos at that time. But yeah, that's when the pounds started packing on. Yeah. The alcoholism started to mature. Oh, big fatty bombaddy, huh? You got that fatty liver rocking the fatty <laughs> liver. Bottle. I, I might have. Hey, I'm cutting back a little, though. I wanted to go get some beers for this show here, but I decided not to. Ooh, so, wow. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Wouldn't wouldn't have cared either way. You like seltzers too, or just the, just beer? I do like seltzer. It's a little it's a little pricey, like White Claw. It's like freaking uh, I don't know, sixteen bucks for a six pack. So I just prefer beer. I hate I, the seltzers, bro. Alcohol, sugar. It's not even real alcohol. It's disgusting. Fermented cane sugar. The, uh, here's, here's a rant. It's, it's disgusting, bro. It's literally fermented cane sugar. It's not even actual alcohol. Like the you're drinking. Yes, you're drinking like liquid cane sugar fermented. What do you think about this? No, nah, Red Bull is chill. Red Bull gives me wings. That bro. looks like a head like white claws. Headache. White claws are fucking the devil's ass, but Red Bull is fire. We love Red Bull. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not exactly like comparing. Tomato, tomato, Red Bull, and White Claw. They're a little different. Yeah. Hey, 100 calories, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Yep. I found a can yep. opener, so my uh, Red Bull doesn't have a lid anymore. Oh, nice. nice. There you go. Um, uh, and so you, you went for books. You moved over to RA. Um, you, you did something super creative in books. Was there anything that you kind of put on its head in RA, RA or OA that allowed you to have success? RA is just a grind, man. Like, a major respect to people still doing RA, like Ant. Uh, he's in our group on Twitter. I, I don't know if too many people still doing RA, but it's just a grind. Like, it sucks. And you got to deal with people, which is the worst part. You got to deal with employees. Like, it could be some person at Walmart that wants to give you a hard time for no reason. Uh, it's just in driving and driving in bad conditions. You can make a lot of money if you do RA 10, 12 hours a day. You'll make money and the margin's great but it's just like sweat equity i guess did your mentor is this like so when you're talking about you had a mentor right so you start off with books did he tell you to start off with books or did you get into books and then the mentor came along and then you kind of were like hey i've been trying this out 
no 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 he did not tell me to get into books i was just i was just like really nervous about everything um ip stuff like so i really wanted to start off slow i didn't have that much money to work with right so my biggest nightmare was like getting my account shut down and having all my money gone um so i kind of took it one step at a time like the risk tolerance very slowly went up where some of these young bucks i mean obviously we're hearing about it now but they just went like zero to 100 on risk and now it's kind of getting them in trouble yeah i mean since talking to you you're like very very pragmatic um about how you approach like your amazon business are is there like themes that you see that you know folks that are just starting they kind of misstep on i mean you mentioned risk you know do you think that there are opportunities to like share like your perspective and little nuggets that might help help the audience yeah i mean it's really practice makes perfect right just like anything else in life if you're going if you're two months in and you're doing 100k months you probably don't know what you're doing it's just not possible that you've learned everything you need to know by that point i mean like when i was growing i was like studying watching podcasts watching every single piece of information i could get my hands on all day long while prepping while driving sourcing studying keep charts so i like really had a great understanding as i did start to scale up uh take on leverage take on loans things like that where if you're only a couple months in, like if you can't study a keep a chart and analyze the variations, you got to get back to the drawing board and start studying because you're not ready to drop like 50K. Yeah. yeah. It might right. be hard to hear, but it's just, that's the facts. That's true. So that's, I kind of agree with that too. Cause like, I mean, I'm, since I started selling in June, but like the real work started back in like March. So it, it took me like a solid six to eight months to really like learn and get everything underway before I could actually even put up a number and like I did in August when I did six figures like I didn't even sell my first product until June but I started researching and studying for other people in like February March right yeah I mean if you're like if you're starting out now I guess one suggestion would just be go listen to every single buy box bandits podcast because you'll get a variety of different little experiences different um strategies different little tips oh i didn't know that brand did ip complaints things like that just listen to every one of them while you're washing dishes prepping whatever mm-hmm. from there you know go look at some other um podcasts just start talking to people try to seek out a mentor if you can whether that's a free just person that wants to help you or a paid coach because they'll be able to give you a lot of that wisdom and experiences that you're probably not going to hear about much, especially if it's something new, like the section three thing. So you just really got to start researching and learning. That's all there is to it. So what role did your mentor play in your, you know, forming of, uh, you know, your business strategy and et cetera? Like, I'm kind of curious because we've all had a mentor as well. So, um, yeah, you got to have a mentor. Uh, That's probably like biggest life hack you can have, especially for Amazon. It's just having an experienced seller to talk to because they've seen it all for the most part, if they've been around for five plus years. So they helped me out a ton, like in the first probably two, three, four months, like I was messaging them constantly. How do I do this for a shipment? Um, what does this mean on a keep, uh, my seller central account got this. Oh, I got this message from Karen. Like, what do I do? Things like that. So it was very constant. But then you learn so quickly when you have somebody who's like responsive like that. So it just helps you like learn and digest things very quickly. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we sometimes sit in on like the the calls with the you know Miles will do, and you forget how many little things you got to check off before you can get kind of get running. And like there's still opportunities within our businesses. I mean, relative like to you, 
we're still a little bit, we're, we're greener than you are, I'll, I'll say. And so the refinement phase is kind of in, in full effect right now. Um, but like, there's so much that you have to really take on. How long have you guys all been selling for? Um, I've been selling for about probably, this is my fifth or sixth month, fifth month so far. Oh I, yeah, I, dude. Like that is so new to me. Yeah. But I mean, I've, like I said, I was sourcing almost like almost a free VA for, um, I don't know if you ever heard of PB flip tap a seal. So I was sourcing for him as a free VA in like February, March, like I said, so that's where I gained a lot of knowledge coming into it and then jumped right into miles program did like 40 bands my first month. Um, mostly FBM to RA to FBM flips. So that way I could turn my money over faster and get those payouts quicker. Did so you say I, free, free VA? I was sourcing leads for, for him for free. How do I get one of those? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's good experience. Yeah, probably, I, I do have people that hit me up in my in my DMs after I did like interviews with Miles and everything about like how I got started. Um, I could I could I could send them to you if you want if you want some free. Yeah, money. you're good. No, that's I mean I guess <laughs> that's basically an internship, right? Yeah. yeah, like it kind of is. And I was like, yo, you, you leave notes in this in this um, Google sheet and tell me like why something's good or why something's bad. And then uh, you can keep the lead and buy it if it's good. And I'll just gain the knowledge of like learning what to look for and what not to look for. Um, and then when I filed my LLC, I literally dropped, I put every last freaking penny I had into yep. uh, Amazon. And that's literally how I ended up doing 40, 40K in my first month of selling on my own. Yeah, that kind of like brings me to two points, I guess, from what you just said there. One is like having a mentor to also vet your leads. Like, hey, I found this. I'm going to sell it on this ASIN. What do you think? That right there is like gold. Priceless. They can save you a million problems. Like, oh, that brand sues people. Okay, don't sell that brand. Oh, that brand, uh, I got an IP complaint from them six months ago. Oh, um, actually, that's the wrong. That's a two-pack. What you have is a one-pack. Just things like that. And they, they can check it if they're experienced in five seconds. Like, oh, okay, blah, 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 done. Give them the feedback. But for you, that could save, you know, 10, 20 hours of, like, mistakes. Thousands of orders. Yeah, and save you a bunch of money. So it's just, like, invaluable. No, yeah. for sure. Max, what about you? Yeah, I've been selling for, like, six months. So I basically started in, like, the first week of April, I just started researching um, and doing a bunch of stuff. And then I think around May, I was just like, I did like probably, you know, five weeks of like 60 hours a week, just freaking inhaling Buy Box Bandits episode, just choking on the Buy Box Bandits, drowning. Hey, yo. <laughs> I mean, shout out Flips for Miles, right? Just shoving info in my ear. And, uh, you know, <laughs> after that point, I was like, all right, dude, like, I want to take it to the next level. And then I ended up going through Miles' coaching program. And now, after that experience, like, obviously, Miles, great mentor and, like, really legit. I wouldn't go into any new industry without finding a mentor. It's just not, the time yep. value of money. You're, like, whatever the the coaching is going to cost you is going to save you 10 X in mistakes, yes. time, headaches yep. and everything else. So you're literally paying for experience. I think people that haven't had a coach before may not really understand how valuable it is. Yeah. Um, but it really is, man. It just makes so much sense from a business standpoint. Hey guys, can we swear on here or no? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so what you just said there, 
like people always clowned on Ty Lopez for saying like get a mentor or get a coach. And I, I clowned on him too. I was like, you know, that guy, screw that guy. He was completely right. Like I'm kind of thinking about going into this new business. The first thing I did is email like 30 people. I'm like, Hey, could you help me be uh, my mentor here? Potentially. I'm thinking about this because it will save you so much time. Even if you have to pay whatever amount, it's completely worth it. Dude, totally. I think it gets a bad rep because there's so many scammer. Yes. People. That's, that's the problem. Like that, the reason why I went with miles is because I never saw any Lamborghinis no cash flashing it was never about money it was only about learning the skill set and actually you know becoming successful as a seller not from a monetary standpoint so i just felt really comfortable that it wasn't a scam and you know i got the roadmap too and i saw all right this info is legit so you know i was the whole trajectory but yeah 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 shout out flips for miles shout out fields of profit those are two guys i might clown on them a little and chirp them a little here and there just for fun i hope they don't take it personally but i've been watching those guys since like since i started essentially because miles was putting out live streams in 2021 when i was up prepping drinking beers i was listening in getting all that value watching fields of profit when i started to do oa he has really great oa tutorials those guys have great material um i'm not aware of anybody else that has a bunch of amazing content but i'm sure there's people out there yeah there's there's a lot of folks that like we probably haven't even heard of they're just in a different like area of the social media world. hundred percent. It's good content. And then like, I've been selling for longer than them. Um, but like started taking it like really seriously, like six months ago, probably. Um, but I was just doing bolos prior pretty much. Which is like something that some people do like a stride, right? I think yep. there's like a whole community of people. They don't take it like to what we're to, doing, trying to do is, you know, six figures monthly. They kind of just every, every once in a while, something hot comes up and they can make a few hundred dollars, few thousand bucks. They go in crazy on it. And then, you know, maybe December, they package a bunch of stuff in December, some toys, whatever. And they kind of make like an extra 10, 15 grand a year. And they don't really spend too much time on it. And that's that. So there's yeah. so many different ways you can do Amazon. You don't have to just go all in like we are and really trying to scale this out to a multi separate business. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends if you want, like, do you want a side hustle? Do you want a job or do you want a business? Because if you want to build a business, it's very stressful and you have to dump a lot of money in and most likely most of your net worth unless you're a bit older so it's you know just decide what you want if you want to make an extra 5k a month that's a little bit different you could probably do that in december pretty easily just hunting bolos or whatever 100 so do you are you a team of one or do you have like some vas or what does what your kind of team setup look like i am completely alone right now i've had vas in the past um I've never had the greatest experience. So right now it's just me. Post Q4, I have a couple different routes I'm thinking about taking and that'll likely involve some more people. Okay, nice, nice. We, luck, we lucked out, we're training our first one, but she's a killer. <laughs> really? Almost, like if she was you know, in America, she'd be making a six figure salary at some corporate company. It's kind of crazy. So you know, we're trying to make sure that she gets compensated very fairly for over there. And, you gotta gatekeep her a little bit, Max. We can't be singing her praises all the time. She's fire, bro. I tell her every single day. I keep hyping her up every single time we meet. I'm like, let it go, let it go, keep going. Yep. Kill try not try not to get rose-colored glasses, I guess. Cause I mean they they might slowly kind of figure out what they can get away with and slowly <laughs> start giving you less leads and slowly this and that. Yep. But I mean, if you got a good one, good for you. Yep, you gotta be great. you gotta be kind, but like it's hard. You know, you gotta play that balance. Like, yeah, hey, everything's nice, but you know, you don't oh, you miss quota. So what's going on? Kind of talk, getting into the chirping a little bit. 
Um, so recently, you were crowned top dog of banter on Amazon Twitter per um, a fair and free poll that Max put out. Um, how does that make you feel for winning that poll? And then can you kind of share a little bit behind the spirit of like your chirping, that sort of thing? Yeah, as far as winning it, I, I didn't really care. <laughs> um, spirit of my tweets, like they're all in good fun. I really hope nobody ever gets offended by them. I've been trying to actually be a little bit less like controversial or I don't want to like step on anybody's toes or ruffle anyone's feathers. But I mean, I would say 80, 90% of my tweets just come from like sitting on the bench at the gym or like hopping on the toilet, you know, there's not that in depth. It's like, oh, I have this funny thought that came in my head while I was looking at Keepa, put it up on Twitter. Like it's pretty impulsive, I guess. It's not thought out whatsoever. I was listening to um, Michael Girdley. Do you guys know who that is? he's like uh, in his fifties or sixties on Twitter, he's in some other businesses, but he said how he had like a process for a tweet where he like writes it out, has his wife look at it, waits a week, looks at it again, reformats it, cuts out a chunk. And it, I'm like the complete opposite where it's like no tweets taking me longer than a minute or two. But, but you are an expert in Microsoft paint or some sort of Photoshop. Oh yeah. So is it, what, what, is, what is the the product that you're using to deliver all of the good value that you do? It's paint. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> paint. Paint, I thought you'd be body. I'm an OG. I got paint. Trust me. So when you started the Twitter, like, what was the main goal? Did you have one? You just start tweeting and started gaining traction because you're like kind of prominent in the Amazon Twitter community, you know? Yeah, it's kind of funny that that happened, but I mean, I just got it. I was just anonymous, just like uh, reading stuff, reading threads or whatever advice from Amazon. Uh, and then like there was an election cycle and I just like did followed like Trump shit or whatever and just like trolled, like, a trolled on that community. And I don't know when I started tweeting about Amazon, but I guess it kind of just caught fire a little bit. Oh, because I see you replying to like in-depth cut tweets and like you get a ton of uh, engagement. Like on some random stuff, I'll see you have like, I think you've had a couple of tweets that I've gotten like pretty like, I got a couple thousand likes and stuff like that. Am I wrong about that? Or? Yeah, there's been a couple that popped off. I had one where I just made like a little joke about KT Hustles and that one like blew up and then he blocked me and everything. I was like, I hope there's no beef here. Like, I don't even know who this guy really is. <laughs> are, are you actually blocked by Hermosi? Yeah, I am. That bastard. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna say I have no bad blood with anybody on Twitter except Alex Hormozzi. Okay, what that bastard. He blocked me for. I think I just said he was on steroids. Like that was it. Oh. And then he blocked me, and I've been trying to get unblocked for like nine months. Uh, like <laughs> commenting on his wife's stuff. Like, can you have Alex unblock me? Eventually, <laughs> she replied, and she's like, "That's Alex's business, not mine." Oh. That's <laughs> and I'm still blocked. <laughs> <laughs> So where did the where did the name come from? Was it just shooting from the hip, or how did that come together? No, it's just a play on words from Shark Tank. Okay, okay. But like business tank, because Shark Tank was taken. I gotcha, I gotcha. And then you've got a low key obsession with Christian Bale. Um, is he like your favorite actor, or is just how did that come together? Uh, I'm actually not that obsessed with them. He's a good actor. I just thought it was like a cool photo and then it started to get really popular with like the Sigma community or whatever. And now a bunch of people have it. So maybe I should change it. I don't know. Sigma community. Are you into the whole, are you like a red pill guy or not? You, but you're definitely like, you're definitely like a super nerd into like the whole 
Like you're very culturally. Thanks. Yeah, that's nice. Too. <laughs> you're into... <laughs> but I see, like you're you're into the cultural underbelly currents that like niche. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm online a lot. I guess. Yeah, you know, mean. like internet culture really well. Like to it. The red pill guys, uh, they got kind of they got a little crazy, a little extreme. Yeah, you know. I mean, like is Joe Rogan red pill or no? Nah, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, that's like probably where I draw the line. Past him is getting a little like into the incel territory, I guess. You're not a, sneaker, you're not a Sneeko fan. Uh, that guy, <laughs> dude, that guy got kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch him in like 2018 or something when I was a kid. I think he was a video. Didn't he? Like, wasn't he a video editing channel before? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and he he tried to be Andrew Schultz editor, I think. I think, and then like Andrew Schultz denied him. Or like he wanted him to work for like really cheap money, and then Sneeko made this huge video, and I think that was pretty much like one of the first videos that like got him like clout off of his like face and speaking on camera, and then he kind of like grew this career slowly from that. Yeah, well, I mean, they just learned that you can be inflammatory, and that gets a lot of clicks. So yeah, but that um, like singles out. That's such a brutal way to live. Brutal. It's brutal. Um, but so you are probably the most successful anonymous account that I'm aware of. Do you have any advice for for folks that are anonymous trying to kind of carve their way into uh, the the Twitter sphere? I mean, I don't know if I'm the most successful unless you're talking about strictly like for Amazon. Oh yeah, like, Amazon like two accounts I would reference that I'm a decent fan of is like Bowtie Bull and Bowtie Broke, and they're right. both anonymous and they're like twenty five times as big as me. So really, okay. yeah, Bowtie Broke is that's the guy. Okay. yeah but as far as you know gaining followers or whatever just be yourself like don't censor yourself that much this isn't linkedin like that's the kind of vibe i get from a lot of these new people is like they're treating it like linkedin when it's yeah. not linkedin it's twitter if you want to post about like your promotion or something like that go back to linkedin yeah um and like oh go ahead no what are you saying oh like uh and just the repetitive crap like because i've been on amazon twitter since 2021 so the amount of threads I've seen on like how to get cash back is insane. <laughs> we know about cash back, but thank you. Adds <laughs> yeah. unique value, not just a regurgitated. Uh, right. Well, that's an interesting topic because you do see folks that like just literally copy word for word what other people say. That's wild. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's a, there's a line between like kind of running with a concept and sharing that versus literally just copying it because I've seen right. that like quite a bit, which is. It's a bit much. Um, don't get me wrong. It's helpful for like new people and they obviously need to learn about stuff like that. But if you've been around for a few years, it just gets so repetitive. One thing I've noticed from your tweets is it, it would appear that you're a big Oliver Anthony fan. What is the, what, what do you enjoy about that? Is it just a meme? What, uh, what, what's, what's underneath the, the hood there? Oh man, I'm going to catch some heat for this one. Um, we can clip it if you want. No, 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 you're good. So, like, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, nothing compared to Oliver Anthony. Ooh. He's a musical genius on unprecedented levels. That's crazy, bro. That's a hot take. That's a, Well, I mean, you know what? He, he Very talented. Cultural undercurrent, and, you know, people heard what he had to say. No, so. I'm actually kidding. Uh, I started listening to it ironically because he like yeah. hates rich people and I'm trying to get rich, but <laughs> trying to get rich. So yeah. I'm sitting here like working 12 hours a day listening to him talk about like, you know, fucking rich assholes. But then I got hooked on it from listening ironically. And then I just like sucked all the life out of it for a few weeks there. 
but I can't <laughs> listen to it anymore, dude. I I'm like way burnt out of that. It's go. it's he has the same vocal melody in pretty much like every song. It's it's very very much like a similar style and just like the riffs and like everything is like bro. I, I do appreciate it. He's got some really well trained dogs that are just chilling there wherever the hell he's from. They're just like yeah, right every shot right. and they're just they're hanging out. I commented on one of his posts on Twitter just saying, like, what is Oliver Anthony going to do now that he's getting rich, right? Because now he's getting famous. And I got so much hate. I was like, all right, I'm done with that. That's a good take. That's actually pretty funny because he's, what, like 90 million views on one video? Yeah, he's selling out stadiums. Like, he's making money now. He's like the Walmart yodeling kid. Like, just on a meme, just all of a sudden has this fame. He's... Oliver Anthony Music, he has 5.5 million monthly listeners, and he's independent. Northman, North of Richmond has 104 streams, 104 million streams on uh, Spotify. But he's independent, so like that's like good money. He's probably going to like TuneCore or something, so he's probably raking it in, bro. Like so, like he's probably he's a millionaire, or he's going to be pretty soon. Nah, I, I don't know if he's a millionaire, but he could probably do like a string of shows for like a month or two and make a couple million bucks like easy if he's selling out well he's stadium. already doing that though he was touring yeah. all summer i think yeah so he's probably a millionaire if he's selling out like five thousand cap plus so he's definitely a millionaire so i mean just like some hypocrisy a little know. bit a little bit it's, it's kind of it's a funny thing for him to navigate so is there anything that you wanted to share with the audience anything you came in with that you thought would be would be valuable either from the amazon or the twitter side before we before we wrap uh i mean not necessarily i kind of wanted to talk to you guys and hear about your q4 and how your october went how your november is going and plans going forward and stuff like that sure yeah i mean i think october was pretty solid it was for me personally um i did like 70 um but worked less than I did to get the like 60, like four months ago. Like it was, you know, you're, you're just taking advantage of opportunities when they come up. It's, you know, when I did 60 that, you know, four months ago or whatever, it was like grinding for it. Yep. So, um, it's it's to get easier every month. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the trend. <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> just because Brian did the same thing, really. Oh. Yeah, I can't say the same. <laughs> I actually spent so little this month. Uh, it was, or in October, it was actually kind of gross. I did most of the legwork from uh, September. And September was a super busy month. And then I've been paying down my cards, trying to get my credit score up. Because I'm trans, I'm poverty, so I'm transitioning <laughs> of, um, off of personal credit and going more into that. Um, you know, business credit and trying to get stuff like that. But basically, my plan is like, show as much revenue as I can. I talked to Chase, um, my local Chase, and I kind of was explaining to him, like, look, I know usually they want two years of business credit um, to do anything like negotiation wise, but, you know, the guy seemed to like me, you know, I was telling him, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you really know what you're talking about? Like, yeah, I mean, I have a plan. So I kind of told him my plan and I told him what kind of revenue I'm looking for in December. And he's like, all right, well, if you come back with that, those types of numbers, we can probably push you over to the relationship banking and see what we can do. He said, you know, I'm not gonna like you're gonna get like a crazy loan or something like that. But if you're showing that you have revenue and like you're profitable and stuff like that, like we'll be able to probably do a little something, a little, yeah, little, little grease to the wheel. You know what I mean? They're, apparently, they're kind of tightening down on credit like all around the board. So things could get kind of interesting here for people who are just you know completely on leverage with yeah, high yeah. APR because their commercial real estate bubble is like coming to an end next year, right? 
I think like 80% of commercial real estate loans are up for a renewal next year and the interest rates yeah, have like- There's all kinds of crazy macroeconomic shit going yeah, on. Like, yeah. um, have you guys got like a letter from Upstart offering you loans at all? Oh, you, you have Max? Okay, I, I followed through with that just to, out of curiosity to see what they would give me. And it was like 50% APR for like three years. It was something wild. <laughs> so if you get a letter from Upstart, just throw it away. Oh, that's crazy yeah i just been i just been trashing him yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, are, what are your goals yeah so i mean you kind of asked me uh before we started the show about like uh, spend wise and whatnot so i've been going ham on spending the past like um two weeks kind of been networking with some guys talking about collaborating on some buys things like that um i'm going on vacation on saturday for a week so i'm supposed to like not be working much or my girlfriend's gonna get kind of pissed off I mean, I'll be bringing the laptop, but, you know, I can't be sourcing all day. So I've been trying to spend, like, all of my capital, all the loans I got, get that all into the FCs, get that moving for the past two weeks. Um, and then I'll probably just start saving up capital for Black Friday, Cyber Monday time, because it should be coming up pretty soon. In all FBA, right? No FBM? Yeah, I don't do FBM. <laughs> I did that for the past, like, three years for Q4, but not this year. It's too stressful. Cap, goals? Yeah, just max out all my credit cards and then uh, hope they hope they reconcile and they don't reconcile before I pay them. That's my that's my uh, strategy. I like to uh, just you know max that max the plum at the beginning of the month and just sell through my inventory. Focus on repricing. Focus on admin stuff. But, you live off the stress of figuring out how to pay it off. Yeah, yeah, that's how I just operate. Um, you know, off the off the off the whim. So. A lot of FBM though. So you're, you're did you guys get Section Three at all? Any of you? No. no. Okay, we're all clear. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That would be really stressful, especially this time of year to have to be like, because if I got that, I would not be spending right now. Personally, I'd no. be in preservation mode. What uh, What do you think about that? Do you think that Amazon's just kind of you know kicking the tree and seeing what falls out, or what are your What are your thoughts there? I'm not much of an expert on it because I don't sell a ton of beauty. I sell a little bit, but uh, I think from what I'm hearing is there's just been too much sketchy stuff going on for a long time. And now they're just kind of cleaning up before Q4 or before December or whatever. Um, so it's probably good for all of us. If you're selling legitimate stuff, you don't have anything to worry about. But I mean, I would be super stressed if I got that email personally, just because yeah. like the way they word it is so threatening. We're going to shut you down in 15 days if you don't send us like 50 documents. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I, think that, I mean, I, the part that I think is crazy is like, bro, you can, you're withholding payments. Like, bro, you could literally ruin somebody's freaking business. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the game you play. You know, and we know that like a lot of times, you know, you get some freaking VA from overseas that doesn't actually like know what an invoice is. And they just say, oh, this is an order confirmation or like, this is something else. And like god forbid some like that happens to somebody and they can't get their account reactivated and they can't take their payouts and then the next thing you know their credit cards are just racking up interest and everything like dude that's gonna set you back months yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy they hold your money like that's the crazy part your inventory yeah. i guess i kind of get because they're gonna research it but like to hold your stack of cash is crazy i wonder yeah. what like the legality behind that is it's like if they you know, give you your money back and it turns out you were doing fraud, like, are they liable now for uh, allowing you to commit fraud on that platform? 
Well, I always think like, what's the legality behind it? If they're holding your money and you're not committing fraud, like you should be able to sue for damages. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you if, you, if you sell enough, you're not catching a section three. It's like the same thing with the IRS. They go after the little guys, not the big guys, not the hunters. Yeah. Yeah. We could I mean, pool we'll all of our money together and try to sue Amazon and you still would not stand a chance. So. Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, it's, just, it's it's crazy to me how like it's, they're pretty much untouchable and like they keep oh, yeah. garbage. Yeah. What is your guys, um, I guess, kind of like outlook on OA going forward, like for the next six to twelve months? I think so. It's an interesting question. I think recently I've seen a lot of like bigger wholesale folks get just axed. So OA in, in some regards almost feels safer. Um, now it'll oh, be, it feels like we're on an upswing of, uh, sellers. So it'll be interesting to see how many hang around, but yeah. I think that over the next 12 months, I mean, I think it's going to be, it'll be a lot of fun. I can't tell if it's more people are signing up for Amazon or it's falling off a little bit. I've kind of heard some people say, oh, it's becoming a little less saturated. And then a lot of people are like, oh. It's well, that's comparative to the past like six months, maybe, but the past 24 months, it's been a huge uptick. So, I don't know, you've been selling for the longest, probably. Yeah, that, that sounds accurate, in my opinion. Like, if you were to compare now to two, three years ago, it's there's way more sellers, but I've definitely been seeing it slow down the past like six months for sure. People falling off, giving up, whatever it is. I think it was like a trend online for a while, and it kind of like people like the trend, people start tried out everyone's making a little bit and then like to make it past that six month and really transition from like a side hustle to like actual business clips a lot of people, I think. And so I think yeah. maybe that's kind of where we're at. We're like that six month trend on like the people circling, 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 up, cut. And then uh, yeah. oh, it's not as easy as, you know, some people think, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like do more wholesale. The way I'm looking at it is I'm going to go, extremely hard these next probably about three months like through january because sales are still pretty good in january um but then after that i'm either gonna one start like a different business outside of amazon i have a couple of ideas Two, go pretty much entirely grocery wholesale just as like a recession proof model yep or sustainable or three would be to stay with oa but get like a lot of vas going on because it's just way too much work to try to like do all this it's like 12 hours a day if you want to source and reprice and especially if you're prepping too it's like you got to hire people and we all know hiring american employees that's like a nightmare you know what are you gonna you're gonna pay the va 80 grand in america yeah i was also thinking about that like grocery like i want to get some wholesale accounts with some stuff that's pretty like necessity based because like you know there is some stuff going on with the economy like i'm not quite sure about next year what's going to happen yeah uh, particularly like the commercial real estate bubble really scares me yeah down from like the banks just defaulting that's like well and the residential real estate bubble potentially yeah, I mean, it's going crazy too i mean yeah if you're rent like if you own properties and you're renting you're probably fine like if you look at 2008 like you only got your shirt rinsed if you were like doing like you know fix and flips you're like you were toast or like a developer's got toasted. But if you just had rentals, like the rent didn't go anywhere. Like you're still going to rent out, so you're fine. Just yeah. like the developing side of things, you're toast, bro. But I think, I think Biz, you kind of, you, you kind of laid out a, a pretty good plan of like, hey, you know what? 
things could happen, but I don't really have control. So, but if it does, I'll be ready to pivot to things that I, I know will do well and then right. resist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'm more on like the side of opinion that thinks there is going to be somewhat of a recession and things are going to get kind of rough here the next, like, you know, a couple years, 10 years, something like that. So I, I mean, grocery wholesale, people got to buy groceries, right? It's not going to go anywhere. Um, but hey, if the economy starts booming for whatever reason and there's like OA opportunities, I'm still going to do OA. Like, of course, yeah. if there's money out there, I'm not going to stop, but I'm just kind of planning for the future, I guess. Well, Biz, we really appreciate you coming on. It's been a really good conversation. Um, where can people find you at on, uh, on the socials? Just uh, Biz Tank on Twitter, Biz underscore Tank. I don't really use anything else. I can't stand Instagram, so don't follow me in there. All right, 10-4. We'll scrub that from the bio that we had prepped. Um, <laughs> well, really appreciate it and um, hope to have you on again at some point. Yeah, it was nice being on. I hope everybody has a great Q4. And uh, for folks that got Section 3, I hope you get that figured out and um, get your business back up and running. See you next time, everybody. Peace.